Greetings. My name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. Yes, people, I am back again. And remember, this is a safe space for myself and others to speak on things going on in our lives, in our world. This is a chance to see what's going on behind the mind of the creative, because what you see is not always the truth. Here you get to learn, laugh, love, share, and sometimes debate. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get right into it. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest. And also, just so you know, we're doing another phone call. Ring, 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 pick up. Yes, we're doing another phone call interview, y'all. We're about to be all over the States and pretty soon all over the world. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my bestest friend, yours could never, Mr. Sheldon Drake Paramore. Greetings, bitches. Oh, wait, am I about to catch something? <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are, but I was like, uh, I didn't know if you were going to because I thought you were, like, you know, watching your uh, your image. But, I mean, it's there already, and, hell, we grown. <laughs> Listen, Look, this is not for the church people. Listen, okay? I love Jesus, and I love child music, too. Okay? He know your heart. <laughs> okay? You ain't got nothing Amen. to worry about. Amen. Amen. So I just want to say thank you so much for being a guest because you know you my bride or die. You definitely have supported me throughout the whole process. So I'm so excited to finally have you on as a guest. Well, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I can't wait to see how the third degree is going to go. I feel like, you know, James might take it a little bit harder on me today. You know, I got some ladies and gentlemen, I'm his best friend. Oh, I'm coming through. I'm coming all the way through. But just so you know, they have heard about you before. So some people are going to be like, oh, Sheldon, because I've mentioned you probably hearing there over the 50 plus episodes that I've done. So they're not going to be. Yes, 50 plus. Yes. You know, we're celebrating the year anniversary. We just turned one over a week ago. So, you know, you know, so we're just looking up from here. But um. Sheldon is actually in Chicago, y'all. So I'm in Youngstown. Sheldon's in Chicago. How is the pandemic life in Chicago right now? Uh, you know, it's actually... So I'm sure most of you have seen the ongoing jokes about Mayor and Lori Lightfoot, um, the different beings the gifts. I think Lori is not playing with us, but it looks like Friday we are on track that we are going to move to phase three for the Restore Illinois plan. So I'm super excited. Um, you know, it's definitely a little different looking out my window and seeing like the empty streets and the neighborhood that I live in. I actually live in Hyde Park, which is President Obama's neighborhood. Um, so it's only like lots of people out yet <laughs> walking and doing all types of things, especially over the weekend uh, when it was a holiday weekend. But, you know, for the most part, I think a lot of people have been staying inside, being responsible. I've been working from home since March 16th. Um, so that's been very, very interesting because um, I'm, wow. I'm definitely an extrovert and I like my people. Um, and I mean, who's coming to this house? I'm ready to go out. But no, I mean, it's been really good. Um, staying at home really does save lives. So, Period. especially our African American community has been hit really, really hard. And so, 
I need y'all to stay in and just listen. I know it's hard. And I know we like to not think that, you know, things are going to happen. But, you know, if we're going to keep it all the way 100, we have, as African-Americans, one of the biggest populations of underlying health conditions. Because y'all know we love to eat our, eat our fried chicken and everything else. And I'm not going to get on a preach about being healthy. But I am going right. to preach about just be smart, okay? Because we do season our food. And we love to talk about other non-black folk not seasoning their food. But, you know, that seasoning is not always the best for us. Even though it's good, you know, it's good for the soul. It got that soul food. But, you know, sometimes we got to, the heavy hand needs to be a little lighter. And it's not even that. It's just that we need to be balanced out. Like, we know we're going to be heavy-handed on the thought. Then you know you need to put an extra feminine in on that workout. Or actually, you need to do a workout. But, you know, that's another conversation for another day. Exactly. But I ain't going to preach nobody. Stop seeing Slim Thick over here myself. Okay. Okay, Slim Thick. But anyway, so um, one interesting fact is going into the pandemic, you were at one job. And when you come out of it, you'll be at another job. So, why don't you tell the people a little bit about your transition? Um, so, yeah, well, um, so I had a job that I was at for two and a half years, um, with, like, the most, well, with, uh, Ivy Plus Institution the University of Chicago, I don't mind saying that. Um, you know, Barack and Michelle both used to work there. Michelle was a medical student side, Barack as a professor at the law school, um, so another kudos to them. I love the alarm. I wish I moved back in their house because I literally live like five blocks from them. Anywho, um, so you could just walk down the street but, and be like, "Hey, Michelle." <laughs> yeah, but you know the secret service is actually out there, so you can only get so far. And it's funny too because most people probably wouldn't even realize that they house because of the way that it sits back a little bit. Like it's on the street, but it's like a wall, and like they close the street a little bit. But yeah, so. Anyway, but to answer the original question, so, yeah, I started a job. Um, I got a new job in the middle of the pandemic, so the last day of my old company was March 13th. Started with my new company March 16th. I'll be honest, I was a little afraid uh, going into that weekend, like, oh, my gosh, like, I've already quit my job, and I didn't want to have to call a day for my job back on Monday morning. So I was like, please, God, let them have me come into work on Monday. Like, I just need to go to work on Monday. Why did you but think you were going to have to call back Monday. and beg? Uh, well, so more so along the lines of, like, if they delayed my start or if they didn't start me because of the pandemic, then, uh, you know, obviously I couldn't afford to be without a job and have an income. And I know, like, that's a very real thing that a lot of people are experiencing right now. Like, there's actually people at a company I worked with previously. Two of my friends got laid off from, uh, you know, another company that was doing really, really financially well. And it's so funny because they actually tried to poach me to come work for that company, too. Um... And like, you know how and, I feel about us going backwards, though. Well, actually, it's public. It's, it's public information. So Glassdoor, they had layoffs. Uh, they laid off like 300 people in their workforce. And so, again, that's a company a lot of people know, especially like when they're looking at job reviews or writing reviews and stuff like this. It's not really a secret what company it was. Um, so you know that was something real that I was like, oh my gosh, please let me come into work. But so my first day, um, I go in. Okay, so Shell, like one two thing. Shell. Huh? So okay. I need you to slow down just a little bit because we have conversations. And this is one of the things I've learned and that I said on my last episode. I realized listening back to the podcast how fast I talk. 
And it's because I can understand me or when we having a conversation and we going 30 miles per hour, we can understand each other. But I need the people to hear what you're saying because you're dropping knowledge on these folks. So I need you to take it down just a notch. Oh, I'm sorry. Ray is not one of my strong points when it comes to... Uh but I will try my Oh, yes, you were flying um, just now. I was like, hold on, Shell, I need the people to hear. They need to hear this. It can help So, somebody. basically, <laughs> so basically, what ended up happening is I showed up to work on March 16th. I was there for two and a half hours, and I, like, did, got my laptop for work, set up direct deposit, did all, like, my HR onboarding stuff, and they sent us home to work from home. And so, I've been at home since March 16th, working at a brand new company. I've literally met in person probably less than 10 people. Um, and I've had to do nothing but build relationships with people via Zoom. And I'm actually on like four projects with clients that are located all over the US. Like one of my clients is in Philly, another one is over in uh, San Francisco. So not only am I like learning the dynamic of the people I'm working with and they're learning me, then I'm also like still taking on clients and servicing clients. So it's been very interesting in a sense that there's this one coworker who's like my work bestie already. Like we have FaceTime chats and like we'll have our own happy hours and stuff like that. And it's so crazy because we literally only met each other one time for two and a half hours but we were able to establish such a relationship. And so one of the things that's been important I think in this time is that I think it's uh, worth noting that just because you might be like staying at home or staying in or doing whatever doesn't mean that you still can't connect with people like that's the wonderful exactly. thing about we do live in 2020 there's so many different lines and ways of communication and if you're not currently checking in on those people that you care about i would definitely encourage you to be checking in on those people like it's nothing to send a quick text message to say how are you doing and just to check in um because you never know like what difference that text message can make on someone's day Right, and um, I do want to add that. Well, you know how I get, because um, if, if you don't call me for several months, I'm like, well, are we friends? <laughs> I'm like, hello, nice to hear from you. And I actually have a Facebook friend who she actually randomly called me a few days ago, and she was just like, you know what? I was just caught thinking, we friends on Facebook. I've been wondering how you're doing, so I just decided to call you. And I thought that was really nice of her. It was good to hear from her. We're not the best friends in the world. We're not really close, but we we are acquainted enough to communicate back and forth sometimes, especially that we're both um, creatives in a small city. So I thought that that was really cool, and it made me think about doing it, but I have not called anybody. <laughs> I said, I'm calling my friends, but it was interesting. But every now and then, like when it comes to fa Facebook, and this is a sidebar before I get back into our conversation, is that I do communicate with people on the daily that I really don't know. And I don't think it's weird. I'm like, hell, we, I got 5,000 friends on Facebook. I'm talking to people. And today I actually had a, a really interesting conversation with somebody else who's a songwriter. Have you ever watched Songland? No, but I do know the show. I thought, before I watched it at all, I thought it was like this different setup type of competition series show. I thought it would be more or less like how most competition shows go. You know, you create a song, they hear it, it'll be an elimination and people will go home and at the end of the show, there's going to be a big winner. But no, not at all. So the way it's actually set up is they have a big artist. So the next episode I'm going to watch is when um, her comes on there. So they 
invite her to come on, but she has to be interested to come on because there's going to be so many artists and they actually choose a song that they will add to their catalog. So if four people come on, there's only three judges. So they usually have four people come on. They pick three people. They put one judge with each contestant. They both work together with the artist and then they come back with the final product and the artist chooses which song they have. Now, in the meantime, when the art, when well, when the contestant walks in and tells sings their song, the artist gives input. So the artist will say like, "Oh, you know, I like this," or we, they'll start all, you know, meshing and throwing together ideas, and it is so beautiful. But it makes me nervous as a songwriter because I take, you know me. <clears throat> Listen, y'all, Shona is my best friend. We've been best friends for over ten years. And he's a very observant person and he knows me. And you know how I act with emotions. And I often feel like I have to because there was a portion of my life where I felt like I couldn't. And what I'm realizing now is I need to start, you know, reeling things back in. So with me and Trey working together and working on uh, music and things, shout out to my fiance Trayvon Maurice, soon to be burnt, hopefully, if he decides to change his last name. But, um, I know sometimes I'm like, we can't change this. Or, you know, I'm like, well, this means so much to me because I wrote these words for me because that's why I started. I wrote music to ease my pain from how I was feeling. So if somebody would be like, you need to change this, I would be like, uh, change what? That's how I feel. So, you know, that's a life lesson as well. So I'm learning a lot. And watching the show, it's so weird. I was watching the show, like, so nervous. Like, it was actually me standing there. And I felt like I was learning a lot just watching the show. And I thought about sending in some songs last year. Um, It's actually right before I went to Shrek. I wanted to send some songs in, but we only really had covers. So I know I couldn't send any songs in that with the track belonging to someone else and the inspiration coming from that. So one of the goals was to write more original music. So we have more original music and for the next season, we'll definitely be able to send music in and I definitely will be sending music in. So that's that on that. But um, swinging back into the conversation of your work before we move on, I definitely want to ask you this. Because a lot of what I do and why I do is because of my journey in life. So I like to be a pillar for what I feel or who I feel are people who can relate to me and the things I've been through. So I would like to ask you from your work history, being in the corporate world, how is it? Because you have two different things I can ask you about. How is it being an African-American male in your field and on and to add to that, an openly gay African American male in the corporate world and doing it well. Uh, well, so I mean, I guess for me, it's kind of like one of those things that you have to have your own sense of self awareness, right? So I think the first thing that a lot of people have to realize is that that kind of starts within yourself. And so when I say that, what that means is that your own self-awareness will have to be like, yes, I am a black man. Yes, I am a gay man. Yes, I am a black gay man. Because I want to 
sad because those three things are actually three different communities that you are a part of. And can um, I also add that you are an openly Christian man? And I don't mean it as a joke, but you know, people discriminate yeah. against people who are religious also. So those are groups that you belong to that can get a lot of slack. Well, I think even peeling that, you know, a layer even more further back, I think that when we look at diversity and inclusion, I think that so far a lot of what companies have done a good job at looking at what diversity is, but I think that inclusion piece is missing. Like diversity is like, yes, we have all these wonderful people that work here. Inclusion is that we are really promoting an environment where everyone feels inclusive and has a voice. Um, it really has an equal seat at that table. And so when I look at the communities that I belong to, you know, you brought up religion. So not only am I a Christian, I am a African-American. I am a black man, um, African-American man, which is another layer. I am right. a gay man, and then I am a black gay man. And that's just five identifiers right there that just identify me. So when I look at that, those are the different communities and experiences that I bring to the table. And understanding that when it comes to my own drive and passion is that at the end of the day, those are things that are a part of Sheldon, but those are not things that define Sheldon. Right. So yes, I am black, but my blackness does not necessarily define me. And when I say that, I mean like it's 100% a part of who I am, but stereotypes that people have against especially black men like no i'm here to prove you wrong like i am an educated professional black man that has a seat at this table that can work with you that can be um adaptable that can be flexible that can learn that can add value to an organization and i think that aspect of it is important is that you have to go into it already the mindset is that sometimes people are expecting you to fail um which is not always the case but right. again, if I use the term sometimes, sometimes people are going to expect you to fail, but they're going to have a different level of expectations for you. And so that might require you to work a little bit harder or work a little bit smarter, unfortunately, when it comes to the black male piece of it. Now, when it comes to the gay piece of it, you know, you have to realize that not everyone is accepting of that. And that's okay if they're not, because you have to be confident in who you are. Um, right. At a previous employer, um, there was actually a situation that happened where I um, got told that I was, because I was, well, this is really going to give away some explanation. I was in the process of, like, planning some different events, and what happened is that basically I was planning an event, and they were basically making a comment that the event that we were planning was a trigger for them because they felt that they, that was some homosexuality, not something that they believe in, and they were dealing with a family member that had recently came out of the closet. And so I actually had to have a conversation with RAVP about this whole situation and my director. And it was crazy to me because I'm like, why am I having to have this conversation? And as silly as I thought the conversation was, I did have to look at it from inclusion does mean that I also have to be mindful of the fact that although they have a very closed-mindedness right. view, we still have to be respectful of their view. And partially because for them, it comes back to a religious thing. In the same way that I would want someone to respect my religion, I have to be respectful of other people's religion. And so I think that that's one of the biggest things for me is mindset and perception, is that I already understand that like these are five communities that I'm representing, 
and people are going to make judgments about those five communities, I might be the only person that they ever have an interaction with, or I might be the first touch point or interaction that they're going to have with those type of people. And so my job is to make sure that not only am I representing myself well, but I'm also representing those communities well. And that's why I think it's so important that those communities don't define Sheldon. Sheldon is a member of those communities, and he helps define and shape what those communities are. So I get to go into work and say, you know, yes, I am a black, gay, Christian male, and boom, here's my work product, here's what I bring to the table, here's how I've been able to be successful in other places, and here's how I'm going to be successful here with your company. Right. Now, how you doing? So, um, that was all beautiful. I do want to agree with what you started with that it all starts with you and unfortunately being in those categories that you're in and I would like to add for myself probably more than you is qualities that men find feminine other well as, as a feminine man not even trying to be or just naturally that's another thing that I feel like is looked down on because it's like you're not you're not meeting the standards of what this man is in America. So not only am I now a black African-American male, I have feminine traits. So, but again, everything starts with you, but having your back up against the wall like that from birth creates a strength inside of us that we don't know we even have access to, but it prepares you to be at that table to be able to sit there without having to scream that I'm black and I'm proud, I'm gay and I'm proud. You just are those things. But like you said, it's, I really love that you said it doesn't define you. But don't get it twisted because Drake can show up and they don't want to meet B. They don't, they don't want B to have to unbuckle this shirt. <laughs> Well, what I want to say to that is that I think that one of the things that I have mastered over the years is the professional, who's going to check me, boo? Because every once in a while, you know, you have to send that professional email. We have to check a bitch. You said it. And let them know, like, just because this is a work setting, don't get it twisted. Per my last email, as previously stated, According to our agreed upon terms and conditions, like <laughs> don't don't play with me. Like I am the king. I first of all, I delete work emails. They go in a folder. I know that's right. You keep you the receipt king. You've been the receipt king <laughs> since I mean we met. I mean so that's just what it is. And you know what? There is a professional side to B, like you said. B has grown. B has grown as well. And you can get it on all levels and of all stages. So one thing that I'm still learning to do is separate my emotions from business, my emotions from um, logic, because I react so emotionally. And only after the fact when I realize, do I feel like, oh, such an idiot sometimes. And I don't even want to say an idiot, but um there are times where I don't mind or I don't feel bad for how I reacted off of my emotions. But um, thank you so much for sharing that with us because I've always wanted to get you here to let these people know this. So moving on, 
Sheldon and I have been friends for a long time now. And I proposed to my now fiance a few years ago. And I asked Sheldon to be my best man. And he accepted. So what's funny is my father, who couldn't understand why I wouldn't make one of my brothers my best man. And I had to tell him so many times because, you know, he asked me questions and he just never remembers. He, had, You know, I actually told him this like two days ago because I was telling him, I was like, you know, I was supposed to go to Chicago because, uh, you know, well, all my brothers were in, in town and we were at my dad's house. And we were talking about how one of my brothers wasn't, well, we were talking about how Samuel wasn't communicating with you and Ramona. <laughs> Listen, y'all, Sheldon would send out texts to my brother. Oh, we're putting it all the way out there. It is what it is. You know, it's true tea. It's no shade. It's all tea, no shade. I love them so much. And I, I'm naming names, okay? But anyway, so my brothers were on my line. And I'm gonna share this story. When for some reason when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? My wedding is gay. I'm probably gonna go like out to a gay bar or a gay club, you know, like for like a bachelor party or something. And people are like, well, what's the difference between a gay club and a straight club? I'm like, well, the atmosphere for me, the atmosphere to be on the dance floor and throwing it in a circle if I want to without getting looks of shame or death. So it's just that uh, atmosphere and where I would like to be. So I'm like, well, my brothers even want to go here or what's the point of them wanting to do be a part of this if they're not going to completely be a part of everything. So I asked them and they were like, oh, I definitely want to be in your wedding. Like, why would I not? I was like, oh, cool. But I guess I expected that. So later on down the line, I added some of my female friends. So Sheldon is in charge. He's very precise. He's great at planning. I knew he was going to get the job done. So he said, what? Did you put me on hold? No, I said true scene. Oh, so moving on. So I knew he was going to get the job done. He laid out everything for everybody, let them know what they needed. But mind you, as far as the bachelor party went, all I knew is we were going to Chicago for these dates. I didn't know any information because as my best man, he didn't want me to stress about anything. And he had jobs that he was going to take care of. And that's what he was doing. Everybody else was making that harder, contacting me all the time. After he said, hey, contact me, not James. So my brother Samuel never responded to him, never knew he was going to Chicago. And then one day he calls me and tells me he bought a plane ticket to Chicago. So some people don't know that there's not like an airport in actual Chicago. So there's two different airports. And Sheldon (laughs) Sheldon was like, listen, James, he said more than this. He's like, if these were not your brothers... I would kick them out of your wedding. And I would have let him. My dad would have been mad, but I'm telling you, I was ready to drop them suckers too. And you want to know what's funny? They ain't going to listen to this. The only one who's going to listen is Ramon. And I'm telling it like it is. Let me tell you, my goal for this year was to be and live my life fearlessly and unapologetically. And earlier in the year, I was still so conflicted with so many things, but I'm going to start you know, preaching that and live by that. I got to force it. But um, I said, I told Trey, when we do it again, I said, look, we're going to have our best man, our best well, and then the 
the pastor is going to marry us because I'm not I'm not dealing with all of that this um, go round. Yeah, this time around it would be, you know, unfortunately, I won't have the wedding on the day. You know, the day we were supposed to get married in Youngstown was such a beautiful day. And I just couldn't believe that it wasn't going to happen. And I worked all day that day. Well, you know, one of the things that I think is most important is that you understand that everything don't always happen on our time. Things happen on God's time. And so maybe that was God's way of saying, like, that wasn't ordained for to happen on that day in that particular way. Maybe it was meant to happen in a different way. Right. And so sometimes there might be a blessing and what sometimes we feel like is a hindrance. But because we're so tunnel vision and focused on like what we want, we sometimes miss the blessing that's a part of the bigger picture. Absolutely. And you know, there uh, this time down has been really good to just spend more time with Trey. And we have been working on other things. And as far as our work relationship, that has definitely improved. And we've definitely learned how to work together and communicate and get a job done quicker, easier, more effective. So if we had not had the shutdown and lockdown, I don't think we would be working on some of the things we are right now. And I'm very happy we have what we have right now. I'm not going to release it yet, but stay tuned. You know how the people be on TV. Stay tuned because we're going to be on y'all TV screens. We're going to be everywhere. Well, see, there you go. Yes. So um, we are working on some things. And uh, like I said, stay tuned. So I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Um... And they got to do my relationship status. I'm single. So <laughs> period there. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't going to ask you about anything about being single or not. Why would I ask that question? But no. Um, I don't know, but I'm just putting it out there now. So viewers that are, I'm sorry, listeners that are listening, yes, I am single. He is you can single. follow me at Shell versus Drake. Oh, now, just awesome. remember, if you're bold enough to slide into the DMs, be bold enough for the response you might get. You are so funny. So, um, Sheldon is single and looking. He is a very, very valuable bachelor. And uh, let me tell y'all, I just wanted to know who he was bringing as a date to the wedding. And he just acted like he couldn't Ugh. tell me. You know, I just wanted to know who was going to be up in my place on my special day. And I'm ready for my best friend to settle down. Yes, I am. Settle down, have a few kids. Oh! Well, I've already <laughs> said I'm not having any kids, so. <laughs> I think I it's his time. I think it's his time. But I'm afraid I don't so want you to be single forever. James swear that I am, that right now, my future husband, is married to a woman with like two kids. Yes, because and, like, she hasn't. Thirty-eight years old, living a DL life, about to come out the closet and divorce his wife and be ready for me. That's what James thinks is about to be on the plan for me. Right. And but, what I got to say is that 
devil, you are a lie, because God has better in store for me. I'm not going to take nobody's leftovers who was in denial about the fact of who they were as a person that decided to go and ruin some woman's life because they wanted to live a life of a lie. And no telling what type of emotional distress she has been through and has pain that she has been through because that motherfucker want to listen to a cover-up story. Now Ooh. check that that sounds very personal. But anyway, have you not played step daddy before? Have you not had men with children? Yes, you have. Um, are and that is, was is, fine. I understood that mm-hmm. going into that thing. That was a my child. Right, no, it was not that your was child, child. But, but they are a package deal. But they we are never a package made it deal. to a point where it was a package deal type of situation. Right, but there's However, definitely one or there's definitely one or two that may have been the ones that you could have seen your There's one person. Yes, one with a who child. You're to. Yes, who we left a long message on his answering to. machine. I was just talking to that person this morning. So what's your point? So it, my point Get is that it. it's still on the table. That's because you actually, but you didn't like that person until now. You didn't like that person when I was actually talking to that person. He wasn't good until now. Why didn't I like Why? him? Because he meets the criteria that he was married to a female and got divorced. And he was on the DLs. <laughs> Sheldon love. Well, I don't know if it's Sheldon or if it's these men, but these DL men love finding Sheldon, and Sheldon love the DL. If you own a DL, hit up Shell versus Drake on Instagram because he love y'all. Let me. He love y'all, and I just don't get it. I don't know what it is about Sheldon that they like. Okay, I'm gonna try that. But let's be clear, it's not that Sheldon loves them. It's just that for some reason they feel comfortable with me because although I am a man that is out of the closet, I make everyone feel comfortable and I respect everyone's walking journey where they're at. Like, but even though I made that comment earlier, like, yes, that DL person who is adding that level of stress to that female, he still has he still has a story. He yes, still should be heard out. Like, he still has, has a right to let his voice be heard and kind of the reason to know why. And you don't know the full dynamics of the situation until so you hear that story. So I just want to add to that, like, that part of it. But I can't help that, that, you know, people feel comfortable with me. It's because I am a very much a, you know, I can engage in a conversation with anyone. Like, I don't care who you are. Hey, I wish I could speak all the languages so I could engage in more conversations with people who don't speak English. <laughs> I wish I could speak all the languages. I feel you on that. Right, you know, I'd be I, like, I'd be speaking in uh, French to, you know, anyone, uh, the native African languages. I remember my roommate from college, uh, undergrad. I had a roommate, he was from Rwanda. He spoke six different languages. I was like, so impressed. It is impressive. And you know what? You got a long life to live. You can learn all of the languages you want. You're right. But yeah. I also am like, I took like 10 years of Spanish and still... Don't know how to conjugate a verb. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, um, there have been maybe one or two. You know what? These The last two... I, it, you know what? Let me just say, it sounds bad that we're talking about men or all of these men that you're talking to, but it, it's not like that, y'all. Sheldon is a dater, and there are a lot of people who go on dates, and that's why people have apps like Plenty of Fish and, you know, BlackPeopleMeet.com and Christian Mingle. I just was never a dater. Um, my father's name is Sam Burns, and if you know, you know. 
Um, but I was never a dater. I was like, oh, ain't nobody wasting time in no relationships. So when Trey found me, I was like, uh-uh, boy, get out of my face. But Sheldon is a dater. So, you know, he'll go on a date. He'll have a conversation with you. And, you know, if he likes you, y'all can go on a second date. If not, that's it. But he, he goes on dates. He gets to know people. And I think that's a great thing to do for, you know, for some people. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Now, mentioning that, some of these guys you have gone on these dates with, some of them I like. You know, there was a previous guy, and we won't um, say his name, but uh, he was cool at first. And then, you know, after a week or so, it just kind of went left. Nothing was funnier than the swing state guy, though. Can you, can you tell the people about the swing state um, guy, please? I don't know if we want to tell them about the bucket of chicken guy. Can we tell them about the bucket of chicken guy? Oh, my God. Y'all, do y'all hear these stories? (laughs) Swing state guy and the guy with the bucket of chicken. Okay, let's say. What we're not about to do (laughs) (laughs) is this. However, I will give y'all one story, okay? And so, basically what happened is that I went on, like, two days with this individual and like the vibe was cool or whatever and so like but when we like had went on our little dates or hung out like first of all I know some people debate about like the first day who should pay and all that but like you know we should split the bill but both times we're not we split the bill cool not a problem well actually I think the first the second time we just went to the movie so whatever this person hit me up like one Friday night, like, hey, do you, uh, can you buy me a bucket of chicken? I'm a little <laughs> low cash right now so that I have something to eat over the weekend. That's bold. You know, like Tracy Braxton say, not bold. That's bold. And I was like, say what? Like, yeah, can you buy me a bucket of chicken? I thought it was a joke, but they were damn serious. From KFC's finest original large mashed potato and gravy, large coleslaw and biscuits. He wanted to no, 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 not the size. They just wanted the bucket of chicken. For the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday. Which my thing is that I get like, I'm all for if you need help, like you ask for help, but like, not the guy that you just only went on two dates with that you're trying to get to know. Right. You don't have any that. other friends to ask before you get to me? That's my thing. I would have been like, is this a scam? Before I, go, <laughs> before I go to that person, like, actually, that doesn't even work that. I don't even think I told you about the time when I went on a date with this person who was like bragging about their job and everything that they do. And all this amazing stuff, and they insisted on paying the bill. And why did the car decline? But then our server was a black person, so you know, he was black and gay. So he came over, like, yes, I ran the car three times, and it declined all three times. I'm gonna need another method of payment. Oh, no, he didn't do y'all like, or do him like that. I used to hate telling people their car declined. They would be so shocked. I, I think he enjoyed that. Who, the, the the waiter? Oh, I think he enjoyed it. Why? 
says, like, I also think he, like, he overheard bits and pieces of our conversation. Oh. And so I think that also was kind of, like, why he had a little bit of enjoyment. I mean, like, well, he was just continue, like, to brag about themselves and all this, that. And I was just like, like, okay, like, that's great. Like, I can imagine you're a wonderful going on. person. I think I've gone on some dates and they've been really, really good. Yes, you have, and they all ended. And uh, period, they just all ended. And I'm just waiting for you to find your Prince Charming, or maybe you're gonna find a wife. Because at this point, <laughs> I'm like, all right, where okay, is he? Andy. Who you call me? Andy. Did she say the same thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. At this point, I'm like, all right. Something's got to get. Or maybe your husband ain't in Chicago. Or maybe I'll just be single. No, that's not going to be It'd it. be just fine. You know what? I don't yes. need nobody to validate me. I, I know. And I think that some people are just meant to be single. And they're going to spend their whole lives looking for love. But I know you want love. But see, I think that, no, I think there's that you more for, like, want to be in love, be in, like, the happy, favorite, fairy tale. And I'm just okay with whatever comes. Like, I'm not pushing it. I'm not fresh for it. Like, if that's what happens, then that's what's meant to be for my life. Then it's going to happen whether I have control over it or not. I'm good. Well, I just feel like that, well, that's why you're going on the dates. Like, you, you're going on the dates to possibly find the one. The one. Yeah, that's what you do. You go on dates to see if you find someone. I know people that are 50 plus that go on dates and see if they find the right person. Like, that's what people do. Mm-hmm. However, comma, comma, if that does not happen, I'm okay with that. I have my son, and we are just good. Yes, my nephew. But you know what? It's cool because you ain't going to be the only one because Lania going to be single too. Sorry. <laughs> Well, we're not going to throw any of our friends under the bus like that. Right, we're and not. there's someone out there for everyone, potentially. Right, I think she will find a wonderful husband, though. I think she will. When she? She's... <laughs> what? <laughs> when she's ready. But guess what? She's not going to listen to this either, so we're good. Um, it and... don't matter. I was, you're not gonna, I was about to say something, but you can't. No, I'm not going to say that. You <laughs> Everybody don't need another group business. Everybody don't need to know. Right. But, uh, like, that's why I said one day I think she will find a beautiful husband. And I know she wants to be a mom one day. And she's going to have her some beautiful kids. And they're going to have a beautiful family. You know? I mean, a lot of women are having kids in their 40s. So. <laughs> that was shade. That's all I have on that, though. <laughs> but, no. Um. Um, had I not met Trey, I don't know where I would be. But um, I probably. And this is the thing too, is that when you met Trey, it was something that you weren't looking for, and it just happened. It could be the same situation with other people. Like we might be going on dates and looking at stuff because you had went on some dates and was talking to someone previously. Maybe. Like let's keep it all the way hundred. Why you sitting there talking about I didn't go on dates? Like no, you were dating. Two. You had dated someone. I, I'm just saying, you had dated someone right. previously before Trey, and not too long before I had moved. So, 
Uh -uh, don't come for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, why are you over here trying to play this image? Like, no, bitch, you dated two. Bitch, I went on two. It's okay, dates. we all dated. It doesn't matter if it was two dates, if it was 50 dates, you dated in the story, period. 50 first dates. And you really liked the person who you were dating. It's just that that wasn't the one, correct? Period. Hell, matter of fact, we went on a whole double date. I don't know if you had With a date. That person. I don't know who, if what you brought was a date. Well, no, I bought a spot, but that's neither here nor there. Right. So we had a group outing, is how I look at it. At the time, though, it was a date. At the time, it was a date because it was uh -uh. a serious contender. It was From the time you introduced him, it was not a date. When you introduced him, it became Why? not a date. Why? People, what did I do people, when I introduced him? People, please, let me introduce you to B. Welcome B to the show. <laughs> um... So, we're going to give this person a name. We're going to call this person Jason. So, when... Jason? Yeah, that's what we're going to give them. I don't know what the thought's name okay. is, but we're going to give the person... We're going to call him Jason. So, when Jason walked in and we needed to introduce Jason, the way Sheldon introduced Sheldon was, Hi, this is Thought Jason. Thought Jason, this is so-and-so. Who introduces a person like that? To his to his face. To his face. <laughs> you introduce him as thought Jason. It was not a date. It was not that. And let's well, not get started. Wrong. Don't get me started on thought Jason, okay? Because I will throw you all the way under the bus, okay? I will drive over you with that bus. <laughs> we don't want to talk Listen. about it. We don't want to go with Thought Jason was a bad choice. A bad choice. A terrible, horrible choice. But anyway, well, we're not going to give Thought Jason the um, time of day. Hopefully Thought Jason had moved on. And you know what? Maybe he got um, some ass shots now, you know, because they everybody doing it. And oh, my God. Thought Jason. Did I tell you about the part about his butt pack? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So Sheldon went on a date. Was some guy who wore butt pads? <laughs> who does that? Like, uh, girls don't even do that. I know they wear push-up bras, but if you ain't got no ass, I didn't know they were stuffing your before ass shots. I didn't know that you were like stuffing your pants. I know they had certain underwear to make your booty look big, but he had whole ass pads and not homemade. Like he purchased them. He typed in ass pads on Google. And purchased it. I wonder if it was like a medical reason though. Maybe his like ass was so flat that it was like his his back was rubbing against his legs and it was like deteriorating his backbone or something and he, he needed that to survive. Okay. Because then I felt like an asshole. <laughs> oh, no, I still think it's funny. Oh, my gosh. But, um... Yeah, so, but anyway, yeah, I ain't knocking you for going on dates. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know how I could, I couldn't date so much because I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm too emotional for that. You are. I think that's the difference between you and I. So, like, you get, like, emotionally attached really quickly. You're like, oh my gosh, the name was perfect. I love him. Da, 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 Whereas me, I'm like. Right, but I don't just jump into two things, though. I wouldn't just be like, okay, this is the one. But I feel like I would just I be so locked on one person that. at a time. I would be like, okay, this is the person I'm going to get to know. But I mean, you know, 
This is funny. I wasn't okay, expecting okay. to I, talk about I, this stuff. I wasn't either. And like, okay, like, why are we? Oh, you really want me not to be single so badly? Um, I'm ready. For the record, I just want to clarify something too on this point while we are talking about stop Jason. This happened over like seven years ago. I just want to be clear. This is not Sheldon today. This happened oh, seven years ago that yes. he's referencing. We've been friends for a long, long time. This is our... We were so like, I just need to clarify. I don't yes. think they need someone thinking like I just introduced someone I stopped Jason like a month ago. Like, no. no. like when I was 22. Yeah, it was seven. I turned 29 years. next month. Period. At the House of Drake. Will the city be open? We supposed to start reopening on Friday. Hmm, we started reopening already. I don't know I what know. that has done as far as cases. I haven't seen a spike in numbers or anything, so... Well, so, apparently Mahoney County did have a spike in cases, but that wouldn't have been cases from when you reopened anyway, because there's supposed right. to be, like, a two-week period that's when you're supposed to die. Like, so you won't even know for another two weeks. But, listen, all I know is that I'm happy because... I Listen... Homeboy here, he just needs a haircut again, <laughs> where I can go to a shop and get it done. I need a mani pedi. Yes, I will be one of the first people with my mask on outside in, at the shop. And listen, the Lord will always make a way. Right. How do you feel about the people Anywho. getting aggressive with people who don't wear masks? My thing is like this: so in Illinois, if you go into a store, you have to wear a mask. Wear your damn mask in the store. Like, don't just fight people. Just wear the. Just wear the mask. Right. Like You're only going to be in the store for I, a few minutes. When I walk jazz, when I walk jazz, I don't wear a mask because I'm just outside. I'm not coming into contact with anyone. And I honestly, like, half the time I have my glasses on, so my glasses and my mask are not a good combination oh, when I'm walking yes. jazz. So I don't wear a mask when I'm just walking jazz. But I know if I'm going to a store or I'm going to go to, like, a grocery store or go somewhere, then, yes, I put on a mask and I take a mask with me because... I understand, like, I'm going to be entering other people's personal space without a respect for other people. If y'all knew my dog, you would know that, like, unless you're a dog lover, you're not going to just walk up on my dog like that. Because my dog is the type of dog that's going to jump and, like, roll over for you to rub his belly and stuff. Right. He don't know that he's not a lap dog. People just so, want yeah, to be... Off the mask and COVID. People cannot get with anything. They want to do what they want to do. They don't want anyone to tell them to do anything, even if it's good for them. It's not that hard to just throw your mask on for a little bit, a little on while. No one's coming to your house saying, wear your mask while you're at home. Stay away from your family members. Stay six feet away from in your home. No, do whatever you want in your home. But when you're out in society and you're around other people in their space, they're, it's protecting your space and your health also. Just wear a mask for a second. Wear a scarf. Put your do-rag on your face. Put something around yourself. And that's just what it is. Don't get mad. Don't get aggressive. And don't come up to me. Um, well, listen, if I don't have a mask on, don't come up to me getting aggressive and talking trash because I'm coming back at you 100. You know, I'm a, if somebody ain't got well, a mask on, I ain't going to say nothing to them. I'm going to just be like, all right, whatever. Well, I think it's a I'm not going to be like, why don't you have a mask on? But I, um, you know, again, I think someone asked you to put a mask on, just put the damn mask on. Like, it's not that serious. Right, like, if I'm going into Giant Eagle and they're like, hey, you need to wear a mask, 
before you go in here, I'm gonna be like, okay, I understand. But if just a random customer is like, you need a mask, why are you not wearing a mask? I will be like, ex, who gonna check me? You know, like I'm not hitting them back with the same response, with the same respect, because this is not your giant ego, and I will put my foot on your face. You know, I'm about to be 30. People are about to start calling me Mister, and nobody's gonna talk to me sideways. And that's that on that. So you know what, show I I had so much many other things I wanted to ask you about friendships, but we got into a little bit of something. But we need to wrap it up because it's almost been an hour, you know. But yeah. uh, that's almost, it's been a. a I think that we're gonna have to have a part two. A part two, three, four, five. We didn't even finish. Listen, we're worldwide. Maybe I'll have you on a call while I have somebody else in we can have a group conversation because you know i'm, I'm trying to be international bitch. well who's gonna be the other person because you know i don't like you know i don't like all your friends who actually right. said that on the podcast now one of your friends which one do like right <laughs> i'm just joking y'all it is what it is though and you know i say what i say like it is and guess what Although, i think friendship is an appropriate one to talk about because you already know how to talk about your term friendship i feel like you her friend a little too loosely and you can say everybody your friend everybody is not your friend I do use the term loosely because of how I'm thinking of the level of friendships. I use the term friend for somebody like I knew and was friendly with. It's like there, there, and there. That's how I look at friend. Even though it's spelled the same, I'm like, oh, well, this friend, I don't have to say best, best friend. This is my close friend. This is my level three friend. This is my acquaintance. This is my associate. I just address it as friend and best friend to it. But she'll be like, oh, my friend that, uh, my friend from XYZ that, you know, you ain't talked to him in 10 years, worked like three shifts for the person. That ain't your friend. Well, you I will right. I will say friend from work, or but yes, like I said, I know I use the term friend loosely, but I don't always mean you know friendship. But I will tell you though, there were some friends that we were friends, or so I thought friends for years, and then next thing I knew, I wasn't their friend no more. Okay, we're not doing that today. We get into it. You know, I asked Ramon on the last episode some of the most shady moments, and he brought that up. He was like, yeah, you you was just saying things and not holding back. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? I already said my piece. We've had conversations, and it is what it is. You know, I kind of mentioned that I lost a couple of the friendships um, in the last year or so, and I'm okay with it. You know, I'm growing. I'm growing, I'm getting older. There's just certain things I don't want to put energy to. And I used to have an issue with growing apart with somebody when there wasn't an issue. I'm like, well, we don't have an issue. Why are we like growing apart? But that it, we're just growing apart. That's fine. So I accept that. And I don't want to have to explain it. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to explain that to anyone. It's just what it is. But if they want to ask me, I'll tell them. I will tell you. Right, and that's Jazz saying period because he felt that you. That's right, Jazz. Period. Right. Don't explain nothing to nobody. Don't bring Jazz. He said that. Jazz was feeling that, y'all. Look at period. Period, Jazz. <laughs> Don't bring Jazz today. Jazz felt that one. He felt that. He said, "Ah, <laughs> He was not playing. He said, "All right, that's what I'm talking about." He was like, "No, don't play, Uncle James. No more. Stop playing with these folks." It's like, <laughs> but yes, we are going to wrap it up. There will definitely be a part two. 
uh, for season two. Use protection out here in these streets, y'all. Yes, please. We're going to have an episode about that. We definitely will because I'm older. I won't be on the episode because I can't speak to that subject. But, you know, power to people that can't. Well, we're going to speak on it. And maybe he'll come up, maybe he won't. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been The Third Degree with me, your host, James Major Burns. You all have a lovely night.